But first, more earthquakes have struck the Turkey-Syria border region, causing further casualties and leaving hundreds wounded in both countries. This follows from quakes two weeks earlier in Turkey's southeast, which killed over 47,000 people in total and damaged religious and historical sites. It has also affected the usual religious requirements for burial in the Muslim-majority country and may affect the upcoming election. Dr. Mehmet Ozalp is director of the Center for Islamic Studies and Civilization at Charles Sturt University. Well, there's been a tremendous human loss and property loss, as we all know. And in addition to that, the mosques have been destroyed, some of the mosques. There was a a 1,300-year-old mosque in Adiyaman in that city that was completely destroyed, unfortunately. Uh, Now, the Turkish mosques have the traditional building of a very thin and tall minaret. This is the places where call to prayer is given. And unfortunately, a lot of those collapsed, uh, being not very stable. But generally, the mosques have been standing up because they normally have a really good foundations and it's not made up of, you know, multi-story building. So most of them were undamaged. And the Diyanet, which is the Turkish Religious Affairs Authority, has actually allowed survivors to go into the mosque for shelter and if they had nowhere to stay. So that was really good. And with such a widespread disruption and loss of life, what happens to the Islamic requirements for burial? It has been challenging for Turkey. Obviously, the numbers are huge, tens and thousands. Mm. The way they've been processing the dead bodies has been that they look for, identify the people first and reach to their relatives and hand over the dead bodies uh, to them to actually have a proper funeral as they see fit, uh, because usually the funeral is done by the families. For those who could not be identified, they actually take DNA samples, fingerprints, and a photograph, uh, basically for future identification, and then they buried them. There's been an issue about following the normal Islamic burial practices. Uh, It couldn't be followed in a lot of cases. Usually the bodies have to be washed and then wrapped in a special shroud, and it's buried with that. And so this uh, couldn't be done in a lot of the cases. There was not enough shroud cloth. And uh, the Dianet also issued a fatwa, which is a religious ruling, under the circumstances, they said that if shroud could not be found, they could use um, large bed sheets. If that cannot be found, even body bags could be used uh, instead of a shroud. And washing has also been a problem because the fresh water supplies in some places is not available. So in those cases, they were not washed as per normal but there's another non-washing ritual uh, is also can be done, so they're following that. So it's been really challenging to meet the full requirements. Uh, but Islam is a flexible religion in terms of its rituals and practices. There's always alternatives that, that can be done if certain uh, rituals cannot be met. So there have been special considerations made. How else have the religious leaders in the country responded to the disaster? It's been rather quiet. Dianet, being the Religious Affairs Authority, has been vocal. Uh, They, in the first Friday of that week of the disaster, they issued a special Friday sermon, 
which was repeated in all of the mosques in Turkey. And the sermon called for unity uh, for the nation and also time to help the survivors. There hasn't been much criticism of the government from the religious or other thinkers or authorities. I guess everyone is just being very sensitive and careful mm. towards the dead and the survivors, and they don't want to create controversy, especially from a religious perspective. Uh, but there has been obviously a lot of criticism of the government and the way they handled the disaster in more secular circles. Yes, there is an election coming up, isn't there? Uh, How do you think that will affect the government's chances? Well, Turkey was due to, or still is due to have a presidential election, which happens every five years in May this year. And the government circles at the moment are discussing a possible postponement of the elections, although constitutionally it cannot be done. And I feel that that could be a dangerous ground to follow, to set precedents. But the Turkish economy was already pretty poor since 2018 when Turkish lira collapsed. And uh, there's been a spiral of increase in inflation. Turkey has like 85% inflation rate, one of the highest in the world. And now this disaster has really made it worse for people and probably there will be further inflation in the country. So the economy could decline. Uh, and that economy is the most important election issue for Turkey. But the opposition governments are also raising this presidential system in Turkey, which combines all powers within the president, kind of an issue. Prior to the constitutional change in 2016, the presidential system was meant to be faster, you know, uh, it reduced bureaucracy and bring progress and development to the country. But in this uh, disaster response, Turkish government was actually very slow uh, within the first 48 hours. And that centralization was a little bit debunked in a way. And certainly Turkey did not progress since 2016 in its economy. Uh, So a lot of question marks are being raised on this presidential system And the opposition parties have made it an issue that they will return to parliamentary democracy if they win the election. But I'm not sure how much that will influence the voters. The earthquake regions, are that's where a lot of Kurdish population live. Mm -hmm. uh, And they hold the balance of power in those regions. So it it will be interesting how they vote uh, in this election. They could vote away from the government if they're not happy with the response. And there was some allegation from a Kurdish party that the aid operations was discriminatory towards the Kurds. So these kind of things could affect the Kurdish votes away from the ruling AK party. So actually, this could be the reason why the government is talking about postponement, because that would buy them more time. And they could hope that People may forget about the disaster and they could probably improve the economy by the election time. Dr. Mehmet Ozalp, Director of the Centre for Islamic Studies and Civilization at Charles Sturt University. Think bigger about the world we live in. Ask your smart speaker to play ABC RN. <laughs> 